0: friends, and thank you so much for tuning into this, the second part of my conversation with Roxanne Starnik here on Monolith Seeker. Uh, very quickly in this introduction, I want to go over a couple of things, one of them being that this episode was recorded at the very beginning of the year. Uh, it is now October, towards the end of the year, so if some of the things we're talking about sound a little out of place or like they happened a year ago, that's because they did. Uh, I've been talking about and planning to do this podcast for uh, the majority of this year, and it took me until just now to actually start posting anything. So, uh, yeah, this is a little bit of remnant of that. And, um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to touch on very quickly is the idea of channeling, because we talk about it in this episode, but I don't think we really go into what it is. Um... Basically, the idea behind it is that uh, there is more to this reality than the physical plane, that there are other planes and other dimensions where beings live, uh, maybe disembodied, maybe with bodies that we don't recognize or understand, we don't really know all the specifics of it, but basically those beings can communicate with us. And uh, channelers are people who tune their bodies like radios, essentially, to receive these signals and uh, try to bring through what these other beings are trying to tell us with as little filter as possible, which uh, pretty much anybody who channels and any being that is being channeled will tell you That there is somewhat of a filter, no matter what, because you're dealing with the vocabulary and the understanding of the person that you're channeling through. Uh, So, yeah. There's all kinds of speculation about how and why this happens. Uh, Basically, I was very skeptical of it until I ran into Paul Selig, who I mentioned in the first episode. Um, Roxanne was the person who introduced me to Paul Selig And um, the things that he was saying in this interview with Duncan Trussell I'm going to put the links in the the show notes here So that you can find that interview if you're interested in it Because it definitely was a profound thing in my life Um, Yeah, but the things that he was saying And the things that were coming through him Were so real to me They resonated so well with me that I couldn't really ignore it I, I I had to keep coming back to it and eventually I suspended my disbelief enough to read the books and they have changed my life so profoundly and since then I have come in contact with things myself and talked to other people that have come in contact with things that uh, I I believe this is real 100 percent this is something that uh, yeah that has changed my life and it's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is because of some of these teachings and uh, yeah I just wanted to go over that very quickly. You can do your own research on it if you want to, but uh, I didn't want to just jump in and start talking about channelers and channeling like everybody knows what it is because it is kind of a wild concept. So there's that. Uh, With that out of the way, thank you so much again for listening, and I will release you to the rest of the episode. So enjoy. Yeah, we left off at your amazing experience in India. Yeah. Um, And then you come back from that to Cleveland again and I'm in your house like a big goon. And, (laughs) and, uh, so, so what, where did it go from there? I mean, we had our conversation about DMT. Um, and I think were you already like seeing beings at that point in time when you were meditating, were you like contacting anything or like having any like information exchange at that time? You
1: know, at that time I was having so many like visions and stuff, you know, like so many, like, very, very dreamlike, you know. And I think like a lot of people that do meditation too would be like, yeah, you're supposed to not pay attention to that. And I'm like, but that's really good information, you know, and really mm-hmm. cool. Um honestly, sometimes it's just fucking cool. Right. You right. know, to look at. and um and it's coming through my experience, my brain filter, you know, my uh my filter, and I want to explore it, you know, and I want to pay attention to those things. But uh um I think that like beings. It was more so like lots of voices like would come into my knowing i guess you know like almost like a telepathic kind of feel you know that would just be giving me good info you know just like very um kind of like when like like probably well while while we were talking about dmt or whatever and things like that that's what my interpretation of being was but like it wasn't like i was visibly seeing um beings it's like i would be seeing lots of pictures you know Mm -hmm. And then the the knowledge would be getting poured into me. Yeah, and um, I think I remember like one of the coolest like fucking like visions I had. I remember like there was uh, something happening. Like I was meditating with Christine, and uh, i I was having an, an emotional time, and like uh, I remember we were meditating, and I could always I could always feel. When I was getting into the good part of the meditation, because like right in the center of my, you know, like where your third eye is, mm-hmm. it would just feel like this, like like a depression would be happening right there, like a, like somebody's thumb was just like pressing there, or like there was like a magnet, like on the inside of my head, and there was like a magnet out here, yeah. you know, and it just it just it it would just it felt like something was fucking there, you know, and then I'd be like, oh, I know this is when I start to go into it, you know, it's so good, yeah, and I, I always get like. Uh, like when I get into meditation too, like when I start it, I can easily shift into it because um, high pitched sound will start in my right ear. And then I'll be like, oh, I know I'm kind of getting into that zone. Okay. And then, and then the middle thing in the, in my forehead starts. And then I'm, if I'm lucky, <laughs> I'll have a nice, like I'll, I'll, I'll like have experienced transmission, you know, and yeah, like, yeah. On. but like, that's, you know, if i have a really solid fucking practice going on like you know meditate in the morning do a cleaning meditate at night but i have not been doing that lately but like <laughs> yeah. that's a it's a hard but, uh, it's a hard
0: uh regiment to keep sometimes I, I i can do the morning one every day but then it's like as the day goes on it's like
1: well mm-hmm. nothing's really I mean, happening
0: but i also don't really feel like doing this at the yeah. moment so
1: if no, i'm being honest i just feel like uh I'm, I'm, I'm being a ding dong. I really have all the time in the world to be doing this right now. And I really should be doing it, but, um, uh, because I enjoy it too, you know, right, but, right. Like, uh, but like, but like vision wise and whatnot, you know, sorry, like I had, was, had this one time with Christine where I had, there was like a gold frame in front of me and it had like this like blue curtain that was just like translucent, like kind of like chiffon, you know, and it was just like being held there. And all of a sudden, like, I noticed that the frame is being held up by like all these like blue hands and like, I just remember being like in my head kind of projecting the words of like what is this and they're just like step through and i was like step through what and they're like they're like go and i was like go where and then like i just felt hands like fucking push me through this and like and it was so intense you know and like and again i'm just meditating with christine like i'm not doing any drug or anything like that i'm just there and this is like happening and it's so intense and then all of a sudden I'm in this space where I'm not, uh, I don't, I'm not really seeing anything. I'm just, I'm I'm hearing or like getting words, you know, and it tells me, it's like, you know, everybody has a job here. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, oh yeah, what's my job? (laughs) And they're like, you're, they're like, you're, you're a messenger. And I was like, what does that mean? And then like, uh, they're like, they're like, you get, you send messages. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, then I was like, kind of like asking, I was like, I was like, what is, uh, what is Christine? And they're like, Christine, Christine's a messenger and she's a wise one. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I remember being like, what's my sister. And they're like, she's a wise one. And I was like, wise one. I was like, what does this mean? And then like, um, were asking about like my little brother and like they're like your little brother is wounded and i was like oh like (laughs) that sounds sad (laughs) i mean and he he was you know he's like and he he's he's uh struggling horribly like with uh he was you know struggling horribly with um addiction and like okay and a lot of relapses and stuff you know and like uh and i got like a few more like words and i feel like they're almost kind of escaping me now but like you know the messenger one was really sticking with me and um because that was my job you know right yeah and uh, I was like, whatever that means, you know. And I'm coming out of that meditation, then, and then like Christine's like, that's all, and I was like, again, like, like, yeah, I know that's all. How do you know it's all? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you know when the things are ending here? <laughs> you know, like. But um I come out of it, and she was just, and she looked at me, and she was like, "How was that?" And I was just like, "I had an experience." And she was just like, "Tell me about it." And I was like, telling her about it, and I was, and I was crying, and you know? I'm just like. I just, like, got, like, this crazy message, and I was, like, I don't even know if it's, like, important to know, but I was, like, but I know that I'm a messenger or whatever, you know, and then all these synchronicities happened after that, you know, where I was, like, um, again, like, I feel like my astrology knowledge has been, like, the most lazy um, uh, accumulation of knowledge that, like, somebody could probably get and like, two or three years of intense study and I've just been doing it for like the past 12 years. <laughs> oh yeah. see, yeah,
0: I haven't even been doing it that I haven't been paying attention to it that long, but I'm on the same journey. Like I love yeah. hearing people talk about astrology and telling it how, how telling me how it relates to me. Cause yeah, I don't, yeah. cause I, 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 it's not an interest of mine. It's like, okay. I, I, I believe it. I believe in it. Yeah. I believe that it's a thing, and that's more recent. Like you know, kind of opening up to other things. I was like, I I always thought, thought there was something to astrology, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. was like, I didn't have a framework that it fit in. And I hate to even say that I have a framework now because like that's kind of what this whole podcast is about. Is about shattering yeah. frameworks. But yeah. but now I, I do. I I have like a, a view of the world and a view of, of who and, ugh, a view of who and what I am that like makes sense as to like, Oh, if I'm not my body and I'm a spirit that chose to incarnate in this body, then why wouldn't I leave myself a map of stars and planets to tell me that what experience I was going to have on this planet yeah. if I just wanted to pay attention to it. So like, I get it now. I'm like, okay, this all makes sense, but yeah. um I would rather have somebody else talk to me about it. Who is passionate.
1: But, about and that's, it. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like that's because, um, this point in time that we're at you know if we're talking linearly right now you know like this point in time that we're at i feel like you could probably have somebody talk to you about astrology and you'd be like this yeah that makes sense i get it you know like it's like it's almost like you don't need any of that because it's just like existent in you already you know like in so many lifetimes that we've lived and whatnot i um because i'm just becoming you know privy to all these other um modalities all of a sudden you know like in recent years but like just to like quickly cap off that like messenger one or whatever like all these synchronicities happened about that when i started to learn more about like gemini you know and like i'm a gemini and i'm a libra rising and i'm like you know all these things and blah 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 and then um something i, I can't remember what it was but like i i was i, I my my music project was under a name called Bliss and that actually came to me like in a weird meditation and i didn't know i was meditating but like again it was just like words that came into my head and i remember dropped, being like yeah. I have to remember this. And I remember typing it into like my Nokia, like, you know, T9-ing it, you know, and being like, I must remember this, you know. And then uh, whatever, the, the, name, the name had outgrown me, you know, I was just kind of like, I need I need a new name. And Hermes was coming to me and I was just like, what's Hermes? I'm like, again, just like totally ignorant to the fact that there's like tons of stories, you know, like that yeah. link to this, you know. And then I'm looking up Hermes, you know, and it's like, oh you know it's like messenger of uh the underworld and i was like messenger i was like messenger i was like oh yeah i was like i'm a messenger and then i'm like reading more about it and they're like yeah it has to do with mercury and i was just like oh i was like gemini is ruled by mercury i was like oh shit you know and then like all these things just like kept like coming and there's probably more synchronicity to it but like you know again that's just like another honestly past life and this life that i'm right barely uh cognizant of anymore but like it was fun in that moment where I was just like oh my god fucking Hermes I don't know who I am you know yeah yeah. I remember it was actually it was um when I was bleese um I had a friend of mine my friend Davey I had him um I just had like this vision of like what I wanted my um uh I guess like just an image for my music to look like you know I was like really into like horses at the moment for some reason. I was just kind of like I was like into horses. I, I, that happens to me too where I'll just be like into a certain animal and I'm just kind of like I don't really know why like I'm just like really into yeah. horses right now. Maybe it's
0: um, a horse or something, I don't know. I was, like, yeah, <laughs> Who knows. Like, yeah. Not even you know. Yeah. Like I just
1: liked horses a lot I, right. like I deeply like respected them and I have always thought it's so strange that people ride horses, you know, and I'm just right. like I'm like yeah. god it's the worst. You know, I'm just like you're sitting on this majestic animal, like it's so entitled, you know? I'm like, I just, I don't like it, you know? Yeah,
2: I But um it.
1: Yeah, but I remember I had Dave, I was like, can you draw me a picture of a horse, but I want the horse to be wearing a helmet that has wings. Not even knowing that that's fucking Hermes, yeah, you that know? Yeah, <laughs> like classic. that was years, that yeah. was years prior. I mean, that was like in 2007 or something like that. And then I became Hermes in 2016 or 17 you know?
0: Okay. Yeah. I remember, I remember you being Hermes and then transitioning to your current, just going under your your name.
1: Yeah. And, and and that happened by talking to a channeler and she would like, she was like, she was like, why are you always like putting on a mask for who you really are? And I was like, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And she's like, she's like, your name is so cool. She's like, it's Roxanne Starnik. She's like, it's music. It literally says rock star. And I was like, whoa
0: <laughs> yeah you do have like the like when when uh julia when i was about to move in with you she told me your name she was like yeah you know roxanne starnick i was like no but
1: what a name <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking weird i mean one of those names that was made up at ellis island you know
0: right yeah but i mean yeah. came full circle you yeah,
1: know <laughs> just change the 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 z it was like s-t-a-z-n-i-k and they changed it to s-t-a-r
0: it worked works now yeah I know,
1: right? it's cool. That's but awesome. um wh- what were we saying about stuff well, one, of, <laughs> <laughs> one of the
0: things i wanted to ask about so you did when you did eventually try dmt i remember oh, talking yeah, yeah. to you that night and you yeah. being like disappointed and like yes ha- having had a bad time oh my god
1: yeah i think it was because i didn't do enough oh
0: really okay <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can't remember what I said then, but I have since come to the conclusion that I didn't do enough. And I got like halfway lifted out of my ego. I was like in that in this weird between zone where it was just I was in like pure judgment. Oh, but it was important. It was important. You know, it was like um, I I, I needed I needed some shadow uh, experience, you know. Yeah. where It lifted me up halfway. And it's honestly like shrooms took me there every once in a while. But I would get so scared about this place that I'd be like, eh, I just want to like, forget about it. Like, I just want to forget about it, but I'm so much wiser now, like in this process of unveil, like going through my personal trauma, we all have, you know, trauma, some insane, some very like weird stuff. You know, like it could be like one time my dad said no. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> and it affected you like in a way that made you like a fucking dick later in life, you yeah, know, and you're yeah. just like, Fuck. But, um, it took me up, like, I remember I had the feeling of being, like, lifted, like, halfway. So, like, having my feet halfway, like, in, you know, this world and halfway in this world. And I was just, like, literally hearing this booming voice just saying, you don't know what love is. And I was just like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the way that you described it to me, uh, really, it, it it wasn't this, and it really stuck with me. <laughs> And I'm happy what we're having this. So, so what you had told me was that you felt like because you were able to talk and like get messages while you were meditating, that, mm-hmm. that the, the, the DMT was telling you that you don't need this. You're that you were like, you, you told me like, so I can do this meditating. I have a connection naturally. So I, you were like, I got the impression that this isn't for me and yeah. that this is something that's for people who don't know what this is like. And I have, I have, think, <laughs> I have yeah. carried that with that, like explanation with me. And like, it's been so like, it's hilarious that that's not exactly how, uh, how it happened, but I've carried
1: that explanation with me and it has made so much sense to me for so long. And well, I'll, it does make sense. You know, like, yeah, I think it was true. Sense. Yeah. I think it was true for me then. Cause at that point I wasn't, I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to, um, to step into that dark place yet you know okay, and i okay. think that like it was kind of it's like it was kind of probably a voice being like let's not go there yet because i don't think you're ready for this right, you right. know i don't think that you're ready to go there and i wasn't you know because like what that did to me was like i had all this like conditioning like i mean i could go so into it but like literally the long short of it, it or the other way around <laughs> the short long of it what do you say
0: <laughs> i don't remember yet yeah. <laughs> makes sense to me yeah
1: <laughs> long story short is what i mean to say um is that like I had so much uh um conditioning as a kid, like in the um in the religious world, uh to be honest, my stepdad was incredibly um homophobic, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I got one of those. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, I mean, we had neighbors that had moved in at one point that were um a, a lesbian couple, you know, and like I remember him just being like, "That's disgusting," you know, and like, like, "Oh, that one is obviously the more the, the one that like is the man," and like, and all these, and I, I remember just being a kid and being like, "What? What? <laughs> like what?" And um, and then once I was in that realm of being like, "You don't know what love is," like it always gave me this fear that I was gay and I didn't know it, and like. Oh, I could never well. have like that, and like, and I and I held it like away, you know, for me, where I was just kind of like, I cannot be gay, and then I'd have like this other like thing coming in and being like, but why are you worried about that, you know? And it's just like, why are you, why are you, um, you know, judging that when because I know that what my stepdad thought was wrong, you know, like right. it was just or it was just very judgmental, you know, and it was incredibly, it, it, it's sick and distorted what he what he was. Inadvertently teaching me, you know, right. but um, I think what was happening was just, uh, in like coming through my vessel in that way is just like it's the, the saying that I don't know like what love is. Had to mean that I was gay.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And like, but in my body, I was just like, but I don't think I am. So I was like just in this confused, weird mess. Like, what a weird yeah. bit of conditioning. Again, like I was saying, because like because this guy in my life said this one thing, it created this crazy weird, distorted thing in me where it's like, I'm not like I'm I am uh straight, but I'm also you know, it's, I, I don't, I don't have those thoughts, you know, I, I, I'm not like, uh, I it just, it, it was like, it was a conditioning that was on me that needed to be like really embraced and loved and being like, oh, love is love. And is, and, and, you know, uh, being in a queer space is a safe space, you know, and being in these things or whatever. And it's just like, and it's also, it's not something that you have to like, it's not like bearing this like cross, you know, or something like that. Right. And, um, So it was just like some, it was some weird conditioning that I had to like get over that wasn't really a part of me. You know, it was like, it was an impression. The thing that like Christine talks about, you know, it's like the impression samskara that gets lifted, you know? And I was just, I was terrified of being gay, even though I'm not gay, but like, yeah, uh, it was was set
0: in your head as something that could be wrong with you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And
1: So like I, I, I I had been uncomfortable with that for many years, you know? And, um, but it was just funny because like, I mean, I, I was never attracted to women or anything like that. So it was just a very strange, strange moment to go through. Right. But right. um
0: And I also understand why you wouldn't want to talk to your new roommate about that very <laughs> personal thing going on inside of you. So that makes a lot of yeah. sense why you would give me I, the... I, like, Cause the yeah, explanation you gave me is in a way true, but also yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but, but what you said to me, like, I can't even tell you how much what you said to me affected me. And that was like literally pro- probably that more so than the first conversation about DMT is what made me be like, I need to text Roxanne as soon as I started having like, You know, I heard about Ram Dass and got a little bit into like, you know, the more spiritual side of things. I was like, oh God, I got to hit up Roxanne because this thing she said is rattling around in my brain and has been for years. Like, I literally like, like the whole, so like, yeah, the whole, the whole concept of this podcast is Monolith Seeker being like in the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey, the monolith is the thing that like breaks the, you know, primates' reality and makes them evolve into humans essentially. And, they're, and then, you know, later on, they come back as humans and see the monolith in space, and they just take a selfie with it, and they don't really pay attention to it. And, and so, like that, that like that's my analogy for like the two things you can do when something, uh, when something that breaks your reality or that has the potential to change your life presents yeah. itself, is you can interact with it and let it blow your mind and fuck you up and go into it right then and there and like change your life, or you can just kind of take a selfie with it and keep it around in your mind and be like, well, that's a crazy thing. I guess I'll deal with that later. And that's yeah. what that sentence that you said to me did to me. That was like a thing that was like, r- like rattling around in my brain. Like,
1: okay. Uh, that, is this fucking you up? Is that bad? No, 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 no. This is great. It's cause,
0: of, no, Cause that got me to where I am now and I'm happy to be where I am now. So it's like, now is the time for me to learn that that wasn't exactly what was happening.
1: You know what I mean? like now now is the perfect time. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Like because um, I I don't even know I can't, again, like kind of like talking about like you know this uh, process of like you know getting to here has been gradual losing that bit of conditioning has been very gradual that like, it just doesn't concern me anymore. And I'm just kind of like, I'm like, oh no, I'm very well aware of what love is now. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm very well, and love is being, you know, gay. Love is being me or love is being, love just is, you know? And like, (laughs) weird way to like, that it was like that, that I chose in this like incarnation to like experience that very strange Yeah. very funny. And like, but, but that, made me, like, it, that. That it was terrifying to me, because I really, because I really, I think it was also probably part of, like, some uh, more conditioning that got put on me when I was, like, in middle school, you know, when I got a bad haircut, kids called me a lesbian all the time, you know what I mean? Always, and I remember being, like, I don't even know what that is. I'm, like, what is a lesbian? And I'm, like, asking my mom and my mom then reacting in a way that was not great, right, you know, right, which right. is just, like, like, oh, who said that? That is a bad word, you know? And it's just, you know, so it's just, like, all these, like, things around it, you know, that, like, started to tell me that that was bad, you know, even though I had, like, I had friends that were, you know, and it's just strange the experience to have uh, such a bad connotation with um, uh, with homophobia when it's not even, it's, I'm, when I'm not even that, but it's, like, it's just weird you know
2: yeah i'm glad
1: that it, i'm glad that it happened though because like it's uh i'm just glad that it happened <laughs> yeah for sure i might
0: <laughs> i remember my confrontation with homophobia and the way i was raised was a lot more physical than that because oh. i had recently oh no i had recently made a friend that was gay mm-hmm. uh and i was playing in a band with him he's a really really fucking cool guy i still i still love him to death but I didn't know anything about it. And I had been raised in a super homophobic household. Not really underst- I mean, My mom isn't, but my stepdad super is. And yeah. he literally told me that the F word was what you call gay people. He's like, gay means happy. And those people aren't happy. So my, my, like, I literally was just saying that word like it was okay. And like that, everybody Ooh, knew that it was uh, okay. I yeah. didn't say it to him but I saw somebody else say it to him. Somebody else who was raised super Christian like I was and who was actively homophobic and didn't like this dude because he was gay and he smacked that dude so hard. He knocked him out. And then when he got up, he was like, give me your shoes. (laughs) He stole the kid's shoes. What? <laughs> like, not, they didn't even fit, but it was just like a it's so weird. Uh, I love it. Just, he, he this dude grew up in Puerto Rico and he's had to fight for being gay. He grew up in Puerto Rico yeah. and the East Side of Cleveland, so it's yeah. like I've he, this dude had had to fight his entire life because he was gay, and like yeah. he was not about to let some white kid from the suburbs yeah. walk up to him and talk to him that way. And yeah. like, <laughs> I remember that happening, and then being like. Oh, that's not what you're supposed to call. People don't like to be called that. Okay, now I get it. My Amazing. stepdad's hateful. Oh my god. Okay, so right? now
1: I understand. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, are
1: there's saying? many points like that, you know, right? Where it's like, you know, even now, like, uh, like just like experiencing, like, you know, my stepdad or my mom now in the realm of like their judgment still you know and i'm just kind of like i don't think my mom's there but like with my stepdad i'll be he'll be like like he loves like you know this friend of mine or whatever you know and like blah blah and it, like i remember being <laughs> i just love being like oh you love them cool they're gay <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah how does that with you now like do you yeah. how do you hate them you know like very strange like it is it is yeah
0: uh, that is a funny way to confront them with it <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, but it's like i'm glad that it
1: gets you know put through this vessel and that he's not being harmful to like other people you know and that i can at least be a little bit of a reflection that's just like that's a distorted thought that's right, a distorted, for sure. very learned very conditioned thought you know yeah definitely mm-hmm. um so
0: you, you still got time? You still okay?
1: Yeah, I'm like, seriously, I'm like having a blast. <laughs> okay, yeah, me too.
0: Um, So, yeah, I guess the next thing I wanted to ask you about was, so you, you started getting messages while you were meditating. So was that like kind of your bridge into channelers? Because you were somebody, well. you, you turned me on to channelers like, because uh, I, I told you I told you I got into Ramdas, and you're like, okay, well, check this out. And you sent me Paul Selig being interviewed by Duncan Trussell. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, had, like, I heard that and I was like, this is nuts. Everything this dude's saying is making my body vibrate. Yeah. However, I'm not ready to cross this bridge yet. And it took yeah. me like, I had to listen to that. I listened to it. And then like maybe two or three months later, I came back to it and listened to it again. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. Now I can, now I want to know what this dude's about. Uh, But that was my exposure
1: to that. So how, how did you get yeah. on that road? I mean, I just heard that. Duncan Trussell interview and I was like what the fuck you know I was like and what he was saying was you know I feel like what he says is so similar to like I mean do you have that experience like when you're doing shrooms or something where you just get pretty much like those clear messages you know where you're just like oh yeah this is how you be a good person this is how you uh s- stop the distorted uh thinking and whatnot you know what I mean right. Like I just I feel like I get that when I'm when I'm high you know yeah well that's and, like yeah. I, I was stopped doing
0: acid for a while before I heard that. Yeah. So like it, like the, the experiences weren't so readily available to me, sure. but it was one of those things like, like literally what he was saying clicked with me in, in a very, very intense way when I did do yeah. acid
1: again for the next time. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. So like, I, I I mean, I think I heard that when I first moved here to LA and uh what, what got you to LA real quick if you don't
0: mind me asking
1: like literally like same thing as always it's just a very impulsive uh decision you know like I'm gonna go to Costa Rica for, for a month you know with yeah. no guarantee about job stuff and then I was like you know now I'm gonna go to fucking LA because I just want I've wanted to live here for like probably the five years prior to that you know just been kind of like oh yeah like I'm so like you know consistently like I gotta do my music I gotta do my music and then I'm never doing music and <laughs> like you know but I just know it deep in my being that like I'm meant to make music it's what makes me happy you know it's what right. how I can get cool uh words out and stuff you know yeah, it's and, your like, message <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and um I think I, I was visiting some friends that lived here and uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just, I gotta, I gotta start making a plan about this. But, you know, I was just like, it's not like I, I just, I'm always working service jobs and stuff. You know what I mean? And like, not really keen on saving ever and whatnot, you know? So I think it's, sometimes I make like an impulsive decision because I'm just kind of like, oh, whatever. I'm just not going to do it. Anyway, if I save, I'm just going to like, I'm going to stay here. I know it, you know? Yeah. So like, I just kind of like tried to save, a lot, like in a short amount of time, you know, like by spending like no money or something like that, and like I went to LA in January to visit friends, and then I moved there in April. Sick! That's awesome. <laughs> and but I was and I was very lucky. Like I, I just, I don't know. I think just my gregarious nature, you know, I, I make friends pretty easily, you right. know, and um, and I and I ask. For for help, you know, I ask for help, I guess, you know? So like I asked my friends, I was like, if I'm moved, it it is hard, I know it's hard to do. Like (laughs) I feel like I've, I've learned that, you know, like when I've, you know, if I give like tarot readings to friends or something like that, or like, you know, just in conversation, I'm just like, why don't you just ask this person for help? I was like, they do that like for a living. And they're like, oh, I couldn't. And I'm just like, why? I'm yeah, like, right? so, like, oh my God. Like they would love to help you do that. I'm like, what? I, like ask for it, you know? But um, I asked my friends and it was hard to ask them for help because that would mean me, I was like going to stay at their house, you know? Oh yeah, that's a their couch. And like, uh, I was, I set up like a, this is like, you know, obviously pre-pandemic and it was weird to have FaceTimes you know (laughs) uh, I like set up a FaceTime with them I was like hey guys uh I think I'm gonna move to LA and they're like yeah you've been talking about it and then they were like if you need a place to stay come stay with us and I was like oh that's what this call was about (laughs) I was like (laughs) oh yeah that's awesome yeah and then you know it was just lovely after that and I there was that was like another another moment in time of like untangling some conditioning of feeling like an imposition and uh you know so many times i had to check in with them and be like i'm sorry i haven't found a job yet you know i'm sorry that i'm still here and they're just like you're we literally love you being here like you're fine like it's making us uncomfortable that you are saying this you know and like uh you just gotta ask you know what i mean if you're uncomfortable it's probably a projection that you're uncomfortable and i was you know i was sleeping on a couch for many months you know and i didn't have uh, my personal space, you know, and that was my projecting onto them that they were uncomfortable with me being there, but I was just uncomfortable. But, um, yeah, it was, so it was, it was pretty lucky, you know, and then eventually I found a job and then eventually I was like subletting someplace and then, uh, and then I magically met my roommate and there and here we are. <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. But, um, when I first moved to LA, I was subletting at my friend Carmen's place. Cause she was her boyfriend lives like in stockholm so she was like gone for periods of time and um i oh no actually she well whatever that's i don't have to tell you the specifics of that um all right <laughs> <yeah, laughs> I, I was just listening to so much duncan trussell you know like yeah, i did that too and when i first got just to olympia like a sweetie, and i just yeah. love like all of his interviews were so good you know and like i i think i had like he was he, i i I could go on and on about like different things in there or whatever, but um, the Paul Selig one just hit me in a place where I was like, whoa, this is the stuff that like I hear when I'm like tripping, you know, like this is cool, like this is lovely, you know, and I kind of like was just lazy about it though, and then that was that, you know, and then um, you're probably the second person I, or third person I'm hearing from now. Second person I'm hearing from now that has said like, when you introduced Paul Selig to me and I'm like, all I did was send you a, a podcast. Like, I'm like
0: <laughs> I've sent that podcast to other people though. Like I know, right. Like, that's,
1: the, that's the power of the share of the message, right? You know, yeah, but, like,
0: it's so sick.
1: Yeah. But I, I literally haven't done any more. Um, like I got one of his books and I accidentally got the third one and not the first one. And I, it's such dense reading. So I like, it's, I commend you yeah. for like reading that. But like, I mean, I think I just like, I started you know, at the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're, uh, when you get some cool information, some like higher information or something like that, and your body or brain is just not ready for it. And you'll be reading it and you'll be like 12 pages in and you're like, I have retained nothing. I'm, right. Like, So I think it might just not, it might not, it might just not be my time yet to like fully delve into Paul Selig, but I know the, um, the, uh, potency of it, yeah. but, um, other channelers and stuff didn't come to me until about, uh, uh, i'd say like maybe october november of 2019 so just before covid was when i started getting the gaia channel that we share oh right yeah
0: (laughs) you're my gaia partner yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but like i just started i found that like interviews with extra dimensionals
0: yo that show fucked me up
1: (laughs) there's some people on there
0: oh man what's her name uh the- Wendy? Wendy Kennedy, yes.
1: She's the f- she's episode, she's season one, episode one.
0: Yeah. Like- <laughs> her her and Nora Harold, both, uh, yes! the Pleiadian yes! ladies. Yes! I love them both. They're so good. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. Like hearing those women talk, I was like, this is big. I was yeah. like, this is this is my language. I was like, I fucking love this. Like I could not get. Enough of it like
0: dude same like blew the doors that, off. It's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> I'm going down the holes I thought I would never go
1: down right now. Totally. <laughs> I was just ready for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was listening to it then. I remember like my roommate, um like I, I kept being, I was like, Oh, you gotta watch this with me. I was like, please watch this with me. And then like I remember my friend McKay, uh they 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 were out of uh out of uh, li- a living space, so they were living with us for a little bit, and uh I was like if you're living with me, we're going to watch this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they started watching it too. And they were like, they're like, Oh my, and they were obsessed with Nora. And like, ever since then, like Nora has just been like, she does, she does um, transmissions like every month or whatever, yeah, I you know, and emails, does,
0: I, I I'd go to them sometimes. They're great.
1: They're so good. Yeah. she's because She's so sensitive. And so like, um, politically sensitive too, you know, yeah, and like definitely. very, uh, just, just fucking aware, you know, it feels very comfortable and very informative and it's just smart. But like from there, um, I was just going in this hole of like fucking interviews with extra dimensionals. And then I found like a YouTube channel that's called like, uh, this guy interviews um, channelers as well. And oh it's yeah. Called, it's I think you sent me I one of those too. All those channelers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you sent me one of those too, but it, it like, it was a uh... There was one that you sent me or that I either or maybe I found on that channel separately, but where the lady said like in the beginning a couple of things that really resonated with me. And then as she went on started saying stuff that really didn't. That like I think
1: it was Sandra Sneed,
0: yeah. That the God scribe lady. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah same
1: the same thing happened with me too and um but there were just a few things that she said that i was just kind of like i love that and at the time i was like just feeling saucy and like uh i was reaching out to like somebody's challenge because being... like i just felt like i was like it felt like gatekeeping you know where it's like these people give these readings and like you can't i'm like this regular old joe can't afford that you know i was yeah, like i mean fucking... look at some of those prices <laughs> i'm like yeah i'm like they're giving this information to people that like like, they can get that information. I'm like, I want this. <laughs> like, yeah, want yeah. This. And I reached out to, like, her and another person, and I was just kind of like, I'm, I'm just reaching out because I want a, I want a free reading. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> 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 Again, there's that thing of, like, I have this gift of being like, you know what, I'm just going to ask. I'm just going to ask for help, you know? Yeah. Because like, it was speaking to me so much. I was like, it doesn't feel fair that I can't have it. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right. I was like, you know and um because also i mean like all the good information that i got from christine and that meditation that's all free you know like right and, and i you know i always like felt very weird about how like you know transcendental meditation costs money and stuff like that but you know that's it's just money and lack and stuff like that just a whole other program to like start, you know, definitely
0: for sure. But I, I also feel like something resonated really hard with me about like, the, there is the gatekeeping aspect of it. Yeah. And it's like, I understand that to some people, it seems like if you charge money, then people are going to be more invested in it and that they'll take it more seriously yeah. and that, you know, this will be a thing. But then there's also the other side of it. That's like, that's why heartfulness like when you said this, that nobody in heartfulness takes money and like, I dive into that and that's like a hundred percent true. And nobody, like it even says in that heartfulness way book, like if you're, nobody should be asking you for money if they're giving you transmission, yeah. like that's not how this yeah. works. So yeah. it, it was like, okay, that really resonates with me as something that's not only like spiritually healthy, but also like revolutionary in that way. Like you know like let's get outside of the capitalist system that we're all you know knocking on the yeah. doors of constantly and just give this thing to people <laughs> yeah
1: but also i do know that like again in, even in talking about uh western uh brains and filters and stuff like that a lot of times we don't trust something that we don't pay for
2: <laughs> true and
0: that's true that
1: was said to me by actually um by by uh Comlish by dodgy he had said that before he's like he's like americans don't uh they don't they don't do anything that they they don't like fully go into anything unless they've like paid for it, you know? And I was just, I remember hearing that and being like, I might be kind of different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah that, That's how, I
0: mean, I feel that way too, but I also understand. that. I understand that. I understand that. That is yeah, our culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing right. comes for free. But no, so,
1: right. But so I was a dick, you know, and I was like looking for um, a handout and I got one and, uh, and it was, it was, it was, it was good what I got from her, you know, it was, like, a little bit out there for me, for sure, because she was definitely telling me about, like, my relatives in uh, Sirius, and, uh, (laughs) like, you know, just different, like, planetary things and whatnot, which I, I, I could believe some of that stuff for sure, you know what I mean, and, like, get into, um, alien I mean, I'm, for Christ's sakes, you know, the channelers that I'm listening to are saying that they're channeling, like, Pleiadian uh, collectives, you know, and, like, um whatever else collectives or this dimensional beings and whatnot but like when it comes to me personally it just doesn't do much for um like the identifying with that is just kind of like it's like oh it's just another ornament to hang on my um thing or whatever and it distracts me from doing this job right here right which is being roxanne you know and like doing that stuff or whatever like it's kind of fun it's like a creative thing to do i think you know for sure but uh i think that's why i like
0: yeah, go ahead. I, I, I think that's why I like Paul Selig so much is because that's mm-hmm. literally what he says is it's like, like. It when doesn't he, matter where it comes from. Right. Yeah, well, that's what he was saying is when I he's like when I started channeling, I was living in New York and you know like everybody, he said that like you know there's a lady down the street that's channeling Gabriel and there's somebody else who's channeling Michael and it's like you know you you don't want to go to Gabriel you want to like you know it's like a name game it was like all name dropping so when he started channeling they, they weren't giving him a name for a very long time. And he specifically was like, great. Like, I don't want a name. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want a billboard. I don't want a sign. I want to, you know, a connection. I just want information, you know? <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Cause I mean, honestly, when you think about that, like as soon as you start putting like those labels on it, you're going to like also deter a lot of people from listening to like such cool fucking shit. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, it's just, it's just more stuff that like, gurus say <laughs> you know like that it's i mean ram Dass says that he was like channeling somebody named emmanuel all the time right. right yeah
0: he had well i i think he was i think he was talking to him through a channeler at first uh he's the one that <laughs> it's like one of my favorite quotes uh, is from emmanuel though and he talks about how he asked him about dying and he's like, Ramdas, it's totally safe. <laughs> it's like you can't do it wrong and it's like oh. taking off a tight shoe. I'm like, yeah. damn, that sounds amazing. And like I didn't yeah. have a framework for that for a really long time, but then once I started diving into it more, I was like, Okay, I get what he means. Like all you have to do is read anybody's near death experience and they say the same thing. Like yeah. you're like I remember. I think it's in one of the Raymond Moody books. I don't know if you've read any uh, any of his. No, stuff. never even heard. So like that's something I've been getting into super heavy lately. Is like, yeah, it's like the the scientific evidence that's like it's not it, it's yeah. not like data, but it's like people people's firsthand experiences. Of things that they would have no way of knowing, like out of body experiences while they were dead in an operating room. They could tell you everything that happened in the room, everything the doctor said. Yeah, like, but then they have like these transcendental experiences too where they go through. But there's, you know, I, I think it's in one of Raymond Moody's books where one of the ladies is like, you don't know how much of a prison your body is until you've been out of it. Yeah, and when you come back, you're like, oh shit. She's <laughs> so like, I'm here for a reason, and I know that, and I'm happy about it, and I'm gonna keep moving with my purpose. But boy, yeah. I can't wait to shed this fucking skin, you know? Like, so yeah. yeah, that's that's some shit that resonates really hard with me. I think I think that's I'm gonna do a few solo episodes of this. That's just gonna nice. be talking about those books that I've been reading. Love it. I look forward to it. Yeah. fuck. They've like really. Like, the one message I got, the I've only gotten, like, maybe two messages while meditating, doing heartfulness med- meditation, and the very first one I got was, uh, you are no more your body than you are all things, and, like, that's, I was like, who said that? <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh told and- that to Christine before. What's that? Have you told that to Christine or shared it with her? Yeah, I told her. She was just like, oh, yeah, that's- <laughs> Like yeah, again, like you said, it's like, yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> like, yeah, like, really? That's, that was like the craziest thing that's ever happened to me, like sober. And yeah, like, that's just another thing for you. That's awesome. But, yeah. So yeah, like I, I still haven't gone down. Like I haven't, I've gotten that and I've gotten, I, I, I asked one time, what do, what do I need? And I got yeah. the word shown to me in my mind, patience.
2: Mm, and i nice. was like
0: well
1: great <laughs> so i can just wait i'll wait i guess <laughs> yeah yeah the thing i love about like uh messages and stuff that we get or whatever is that a lot of times i think that we um second guess or deny that it was a message you know and we're just yeah. like oh it's just hey that's just my incessant thoughts and it's just kind of like was it though? Like, like what was it that? Because like that was really good, you know. Right. Well, that, I mean, that's that's again
0: what what these books are making me rethink is like one of the this guy Jim Tucker uh, does like books on children who remember past lives, and yeah. uh, one of the things he goes into is essentially like the nature of consciousness and what it is. And he doesn't say this specifically in the book, but something that came out at me while I was reading it that like felt like it was kind of dropped into me. Was that our brains don't contain anything? They're literally just controllers. They're like yeah, no. if like if you're playing PlayStation, like our brain is the controller, and our consciousness is a bigger thing. So we yeah. can comprehend what's in here. We can comprehend what's like around this little area, but there's a whole other thing up there that's not only playing you as a controller, but maybe you know, is, I mean, it's outside of time. So it's doing, you know, you in the past, you in the far present, you know, and you know, multiple things like it it can be going any direction. So like, that's part of what I believe meditation is for. And part of why gurus like we're talking about have such a, crazy aura about them is that they've connected to that thing that's playing them like a controller. They're able to just get that information drop in when they want it. They're able to like project that and like have that view of like, that's something they said about Maharaji is that he wasn't just here. He was on all levels at the same time. He was still living as Hanuman in a past life. And like, you know, he's, he's everywhere at once. So he's just like, you know, wh- however you catch him is how you catch him. Right. You know? So yeah, it's like good luck. And he's still, he's still like harassing people and their visions to this
1: yeah. day from what I understand. So that's what I love about, um, like, you know, coming out of like the, what is it? You know, like we're entering now the, you know, Aquarian age and whatnot and, uh, coming out of the, um, much uh, a much more like you know uh material and proximity is important kind of uh realm you know and that like in this Aquarian like information age that we have all this access to so much information you know like we're all just like what is this i got i'm gonna get into that you know and so like the amount of people that are able to like learn about meditation and do things like that is that it's just like um the proximity to like your guru or something like that isn't important anymore because it like transcends uh space and time you know you're just like accessing uh information from up there and just like bringing it down right. and simply by cultivating your own space and it's totally possible you know
0: yeah for sure like that's yeah that I, I can't there's if you if i wanted to recommend you one book right now yeah yeah it's uh mm-hmm. return to life by jim tucker because that's right. like children remembering past lives but he also has like a chapter in there on theoretical physics or not theoretical physics uh quantum quantum physics where he talks about like how intention transcends time like yeah like you know how they do those like experiments on like random event generators where it's like red light green light and if you put the intention you can sway it like far one way or the right. other that right you can also do that if you record it if you record what like if nobody's in the room nobody's looking at what's happening you record the information and then you can wait as long as you want to, months, like, I think he said, like, weeks or months, it doesn't matter. As long as nobody else looks at that information and you put it into play, the very first person who watches it, if they set an intention, it will still skew the direction that they want it to. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know. So the uh, whole time yeah, and space thing is yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's all yeah. it's all fake. Everything's fake. But <laughs> 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 yeah, it's <that's> wild. <laughs> yeah. So that's... I mean, this is the road you you have graciously set me down. I'm so thankful for it. Honestly. Oh great, yeah, but, but you
1: know, it's like it's one of you. You're bound to get there anyway. You know what I mean? I like mean, it's
0: all. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy it was with with you and someone that I've been yeah. able to like bounce things off. And it's it's seriously like. I've described to Christine when talking to her before, like sometimes on this like path to things, it's like uh, I'll get to a point where I can look back and see everything's a straight line. And like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Everything brought me to here. And then when I look forward, it's like, I feel like I'm like searching around in the dark again. And it's like trying to find a door and you're someone that I feel like I can hit up anytime and you'll be like, "Well, did you check over there?" And I'm like, "Oh, I guess I can go check over there." And then I'll find a door and be like, "Oh my god." Like, you know, go through all that's, this. So it's like, yeah, you you've been like that person for me. Like the the, the did you cool. check
1: over there person. Very cool. Thanks for saying that. It makes me feel nice. Um I do, and I feel like that is part of it, like what I said like I got that message it said that you're a messenger or whatever it's like I feel like I just I collect information and I just go boop, boop you know like just like give it yeah. out you know people will be like remember that thing and I'm like no I'm like I literally like that was just for you yeah <laughs> yeah it came in and like, out and now it's gone like, <laughs> like, that's perfect like I tell them one thing like that sounds like maybe I have like a lot of knowledge on but I literally just heard about it like in passing and they're like I've done all this research and I'm like fantastic tell me about it and they're like you don't know and I'm like no I don't know fucking shit <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah that's. I awesome. think that drives a lot of people crazy for sure but I'm just kind of like I I don't know i enjoy it i enjoy just like data collecting and then like uh fucking sharing it when i see it's necessary and just you know containing the knowledge that i have for myself is just different you know
2: right, right but like
1: right. um one thing i wanted to say um about uh the the channelers and stuff like that um Unless wait, did you have somewhere that you were going? Sorry. No, no,
0: no. I I just trailed into something. So okay. we can go back to channeling. That's great. All
1: right. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, I that that whole time supercharged. You know what I mean? Like just very like special feeling and whatnot. You know. And then uh, leading into 2020, I remember like starting the year up being like, "This is gonna be the year." You know, where I'm gonna like make so much music you know i had like an album already and i was figuring out like when to release it and stuff you know and then like covid hit and i was just like ah <laughs> like <Yeah>. no <laughs> and then like quite randomly um a friend of mine uh, jen actually who does a one step closer to death podcast um contacted me and we hadn't talked in like years and um she, is, she she was just, like, sending a joke or something like that to, like, me, my sister, and our other friend Jessica, and, um, I don't know what made me think about it, but, like, I think she might have sent us, like, a astrology update or something like that, but I would, I sent her a thing that I was just, like, I was, like, do you listen to channelers? And she's, like, funny you ask. She's, like, <laughs> she's, like, I've just started, like, getting into some stuff like that, and she sent me, uh, Soberish, that podcast. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I was, and, it was just more, like, m- more fucking information. Yeah. I just feel like this whole past, like, 2020 has just been so much information about, like, get like getting rid of, like, or not getting rid of, but, like, going through and understanding that this certain painful thing that I believe is conditioning and just, like, fucking getting rid of it, you know, yeah. and just, like, but having to, like, face it full on, you know what I mean? Like, full right. on shadow, shadow work, you know, and just, like it's been amazing. So like all of like Jess's stuff, I feel like it's just been like this incredible information source of like uh, codependency uh, conditioning to get through, which we all have in one way or another. She hits so
0: much too. Like that show, like, I'm so happy you showed me that too. That was another thing you sent my (laughs) direction. (laughs) Well, I think you, you had mentioned or posted about soberish before. And I was like, Oh, that's cool like me you know something for the sober community <laughs> i was like that's uh. was a, that was a word right and yeah i had no idea and then like yeah this third episode she's like okay we're changing formats <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like okay yeah so it's like the first episode's her story and then the third episode is her story <laughs> like yeah, her yeah. her spiritual story and it goes yeah so yeah that that podcast blew me away awakening od's blowing me away i'm on the patreon mm-hmm. for her now too like yeah, yeah yeah like even on the i mean i go on the, the discord the, sometimes yeah sometimes i love right. it and sometimes i'm like this is too much for me there's too much to keep i know right with. it's yeah. like, it's like oh, okay i gotta step out yeah 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 uh,
1: no, I love it too, but like the, um, I just, this whole past year, 2020, I feel like has just been like an incubation period of just being like, you have this time to be, um, become more sensitive and be more uh, focused on like how to be a less violent person in the world. And I'm, I keep saying violent, like I'm, you know, not like, I'm not like talking about fisty cuffs or whatever, but just like, right, you know, yeah responsible with the way that you speak you know being responsible with the way that you uh handle relationships that are going through conflict and whatnot you know but um one of the other things that like christine has been trying to get me on for years for years is this is gene keys and like yeah um i was
0: i was gonna i was gonna ask you about that eventually but yeah. (laughs)
1: yeah it's been like catapulting me through shadow work because that's like pretty much all it is and like apparently Jinkies is also like a channeled work by Richard Rudd or whatever but like um it being based on that when we when you were talking about astrology earlier this is like one thing I was like gonna um touch on was that like you were saying like it doesn't really like speak to me necessarily you know like blah 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 because I think that astrology is one aspect of uh bigger tool to be used you know for sure and i think that, and i think that gene keys is like the next thing of that you know whatever so it's like all these like tools that we've like kind of gathered along the way you know um and like astrology being something that was very like uh you know in our time from like the 90s till now at least has been very like oh you do this you know you're such a fucking gemini like everybody hates you you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> right right You know, like, uh, it's very, very tendency-based, you know, and, like, kind of focusing on, like, the things that aren't so great about you and um, whatnot, you know, so it's just very, like, personal and superficial, you know, and, like... Yeah,
0: and fortune telly sometimes, like, in, in, like, the, am I going to meet a, you know, look at the newspaper Mm -hmm. to see if it's a good day to meet a boyfriend or whatever, And it just feels
1: one, it feels one-dimensional, right, right. you know? But, like, so with Gene Keys, what he does there is that, like, he takes... um, He he was, uh, Richard was, like, a student of the I Ching, and... um, he was fond of the interpretation that uh, human design. Have you gotten into that at all?
0: A little bit. Uh, it made. L- I know that. I know that Gene Keys kind of hinges on human design a little bit. Yeah, it's it's the it's it's. Gene Keys makes um, more sense to me than human design yeah. does, though, because just looking at I those pictures, like, I'm like, mm, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a generator. <laughs> yeah. Are you a generator? Yeah. Everybody's. I think most people are generators, right? Whatever. Oh, generator oh awesome yeah whatever whatever most people are is what i am
1: i think it's a generator so, so to, yeah, that and projector out whatever it is but um yeah my, my partner is a think, projector okay cool yeah Gender but uh nice <laughs> <laughs> the um i think that like certain length like these all these things are languages you know like astrology is a language like sometimes i'll smoke like a little bit of weed or something and then like my brain just starts thinking in astrology you know and i'm just kind of like oh that makes sense because of this this and that you know it just like it just like starts to go off on like elemental natures and then like you know uh the planetary bodies and then like what that embodies and like blah 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 and then um I think that like human design is like a, a language that speaks to people and that, that know how to interpret it. And that it's, there's just so much in there. And especially after learning all these other things, it's like, you look at human design and you're like another thing. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> So crazy. like, I almost feel like human design is probably worth it. to like pay somebody to uh, give you an interpretation or whatever and okay. learn your stuff. But, like, I also do think though that it might be too much information for some people, maybe some people need it, you know, cause I do think it does tell you a lot about your, Again, your tendencies and like your strengths, you know, Right. and um, so it's like a step up from uh, what astrology can tell you or something maybe. And I don't want to hierarchy things either. I guess right, right. Step up, maybe whatever. Another angle,
0: yeah, whatever it is. Another
1: yeah. angle. It's like yeah, a different, a different fractal of the same information or whatever. But um, then uh, I Ching, you know, being uh, the, like, I Ching was uh something that raw who the guy that made human design used as well with human design and like that's how that wheel works whatever so it's like you have the zodiac then you have the 64 e-ching on there mm-hmm. and then the 64 e-ching are also a part of our are, are, are 64 there are 64 gene keys you know right. and there's like 64 you know um what do they call them whatever um sorry i'm like i'm like like, like, there's so much information and words that like they always escape me but anyway um so there's uh when you get your um gene key profile it's all um based on your astrology you know it's based Mm -hmm. on like your you know your native like what your place your the place the time the date you're born blah blah blah, and then it plots it out on this map that looks like the tree of life yeah and um so they're like it's like everything is like in there you know what i mean like there's so much interpreting that you can do like if you go on like the fucking gene keys website you can just use it as like an oracle because like each gene key also is related to an animal you know and like is related to uh astrology sign is related to an element is related to um codon rings and then like related to uh um uh, amino acids, you know, and like... Yeah, dude, it's all dense. I, I was reading,
0: I just read like some of the, because you sent me the PDF for the book, and mm-hmm. like I was reading through some of mine, and I didn't retain a lot of it, to be 100% honest. The one thing I did, mm-hmm. I did retain was like, I think like my life's work, uh, yeah. it's either my life's work or my purpose, I think it's my work, is uh, having to do with overcoming death, and, oh, like, wow. and like facing death, uh, and like... Something something to do with having, like, a, a lighter attitude about it. Like, understanding it's, you know, we're in a game, essentially. Uh, is what I took from it, anyways. Yeah. But it was funny because, like, I, I think I said this to you already. Like, it says that as I'm, like... You know, knee deep in reincarnation and near death experience books. And as I'm like really digging into this stuff about like how death isn't the end and like, you know, right after I got that information about how, you know, you're no more your body than you are all things. It's like, okay. I think I'm figuring death out. This is amazing. Yeah. Like, So yeah, it was that. And then like, uh, I also had a really crazy sync with my, because it said my shadow work had to do with confrontation. And it's one of my things that like, I'm not afraid of confrontation, but it's something that I do try to go out of my way to avoid in a lot of cases. And, uh, I had like this really weird thing that I, uh, I mean, I can just tell you what happened. exactly. I, I started, I started sending money to somebody that I saw on Instagram, That was like, you know how they post links to people who need things. Uh, I was sending money to somebody who needed something on Instagram. And it was, now that I look back on it, I was doing it out of a sense of guilt and obligation. And it wasn't uh, wasn't something that I was doing from my heart. And then this person started sending me emails and requests for money every couple of days. And the story would change constantly as to what they needed it for and even as to who they were. Like I sent this person money for some guy who needed rent that was about to lose his apartment and then the next time they hit me up they were saying oh I'm a mother and my 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 bills you know my my electric bill is past due and it's about to get turned off and so I like I mean even ignoring some of this I I sent this person money anyways a couple times ignoring the story change again because they were pressing on my guilt button they like kept hitting me with it and then I was reading in a Paul Selig book that I was like okay it says like what you claim in fear brings more fear to you and i was like well that's got to work the same way for guilt i'm doing this in guilt i'm acknowledging and accepting guilt and giving into it so i keep drawing more guilt to me uh, so i i was like okay if my shadow works around confrontation i'm going to i maybe i need to confront this person but yeah. first i went on paypal and tried to see if there was a block button there wasn't one and you can't block it said it said well You'll, you'll see where I'm going in a minute because there wasn't a block button anywhere. I looked everywhere on the app. No block button for anybody. I even Googled it. And on an article that was posted the very same week that I was looking it up, it said there's no block button for personal accounts. You have to make a, uh, a, like, uh, like a store account, like a merchandise account, if you want to be able to block people from requesting money from you. And it was like giving you all these other things that you could do. And I was like, okay, fuck it. I am just going to email this person and tell them my situation. Like, yo, I don't have a job right now. I gave you this money out of guilt. I feel like you're trying to string more out of me. I don't want to be financially responsible for you. I can't be responsible for your happiness. Because they were putting all this stuff in there about like, you know, trying to make me feel responsible for their happiness and their wholeness. And they like... Yeah, I just went through those things and I was like, I can send you love. I know that doesn't sound like anything when you're hurting and you need money, but I can send love your direction. I I would even help you move whatever you need to do. You can ask me for, but I can't be financially responsible for you. Uh, And then as soon as I sent that and I was like, "Okay, confrontation accomplished. I waited a little bit. Then I looked on PayPal and there's a block button right next to the person's fucking name. It just appeared out of nowhere. And I couldn't find the article that I had read that literally was posted that same week that said that there was no block button on on PayPal. Bro, that's some good work. Dude, <laughs> it was like a fucking timeline hop like right in front of me. That is it was like weird. So like yeah. when I say that there's no block button on PayPal, people are like, What are you talking about? It's like, Well, you live in the reality where there's always been one, but I just got here. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah, that's it's nuts yeah I, I like that's a, i don't know it sounds like such a little stupid thing like i could have told no. you but it, it is it's like that really happened to me i
1: swear to god i looked up like, you, like sometimes it's like those little moments like that are very are very important to your reality to um to acknowledge you know where it's just it it, it really brings forth like a sense of like uh wonder and can give you some gratitude you know that maybe you are seeking you know instead of just like ignoring something and saying like oh what a coincidence I just must be a ding-dong I must not have seen it where it's just kind of like no I think I just did some intense work yeah I just I just like kind of I just like killed a fucking onion peel back there of like my codependency like crazy you know like this person is making me feel like I'm responsible for their happiness and I know I'm not I know I'm not but I feel like I am you know right yeah there was
0: they were literally saying like stuff that was like you know pressing on my like childhood trauma even like talking about like like they were literally the the just the, the the like circumstances they were describing to me were the circumstances my mom was in raising me and it's like dude like you're doing a number on me right now and then yeah. the uh to to round the story out and to maybe selfishly try to make myself not seem like more of an asshole. Uh, I did find out later that that, that I believe it was that same person was straight up scamming people on Instagram and got banned a bunch of times. So, so I was just giving my money to somebody who was scamming people, but uh, yeah. They played a part, huh? (laughs) Yeah, but they did it. They did the thing for me, you know, they changed my reality. And that's like, I don't know, that that's what I'm all about right now. So, So yeah, it was, it was a big, I don't know. It was a big moment for sure
1: hmm that's that is that is fucking huge i had like a similar um experience very recently too uh feeling like a significant timeline hop you know yeah um where it's like i fucking like i know what time i was born i know where i was born i've been doing this for fucking ever you know and like uh the that app the pattern you know yeah, yeah. um i was on there i can't remember what it was i like basically i've been going through like this evolution recently about like just in relationships in general and like my pattern was like pinging me all the time and it was just like right on you know it's just kind of like you often are like you know seeking individuals who are very weird and like all these things the only thing that's wrong with that is that like you know they uh th- they don't want to commit you know and like for like what what is it about in you that wants to be with people that don't want to commit and I'm just like all right the pattern I get it yeah yeah I'm like you know I'm, I'm not good at committing i get it you know like i'm scared of something you're know? like whatever and like all of my my timing that was coming up was like right now you're in a a period of like uh connections of destiny you know and i was just like this is gonna be so amazing you're gonna meet the love of my life you know and like <laughs> um and you know and that time has passed you know and like and i haven't met the love of my life but i have met some very cool people yeah, um yeah definitely some connections of destiny for sure but um and then like the next the next one, it was like this, uh, this next pattern that they were telling me uh, is, it was like relationship healing. And I'm just like, Jesus, am I ever going to get off of this like fucking relationship train? Well, not actually currently being in a romantic relationship, you know, and it's just like annoying the crap out of me. And then like, I had like a, like some sources of like some unrequited things, you know, going on. And I was just like, kind of focusing on that and like really dealing with it rather well, you know, very internally and very like, there's no, there's no outside enemies. You know, this is a reflection of like what I'm putting out there, you know, like I'm calling in these people who are not, they don't want to commit because I'm not ready to fucking commit, you know, even though I think I want to, it's like, I have to work. It's, It's like, you can't just like, you know, I, it was all making very much beautiful sense to me where I was just kind of like, whoa, I think I'm like getting onto this path of where I'm like ready to, you know, commit in a relationship, but it's scary to do. So I have to go through this process of realizing what it is that I'm putting out there that I'm attracting in. And, um, I, I, and just like with, um, some family, uh, relationships and whatnot too, you know, there's like so much codependent stuff going on, you know, like just, uh, just left and right, just feeling like, uh, very righteous for things and telling people what they were doing. And then me being like, dear Lord Roxanne, just like save everybody, like whole day's worth of anxiety and just shut up, you know, and just like, (laughs) like, you can work this out, you know? Um, but, uh, one day I was like on my pattern and I was just like looking at like the something so stupid. I was looking at like my, my avid, like my picture, my profile picture. And I was like, I got like triggered and I was like, Oh shit. I was like, dang, that picture is like a picture that my like last boyfriend took of me. I was like, I'm I'm gonna change the picture you know I was like I'm just gonna change the picture you know so I went to edit the profile and I fucking look at the thing and um I have my birth date information wrong in there oh really (laughs) and I was like what I was like oh my god I was like is this gonna change like the things that I've been like hardcore relating to you know like that I've been like actively working on like non-stop you know i've been working on this thing and i'm and i've been like i've i've felt a significant transcendence from these things you know where i'm just like i am not that bitch anymore that i that i was you know i'm not like calling in these um unrequited experiences and like all these like whatever things you know
2: and um Mm -hmm.
1: i changed my birth date information to what it really is and it was something weird too it's like instead of it being uh 4 17 p.m i had 7 17 p.m written in there and i was just like i'm like hmm, i don't know like like when did that happen whatever so i change it and it changed my pattern it changed like some of my things or whatever it changed and it changed all my fucking relationship shit really so, like i still had the meeting connections of destiny but then like the relationship healing one disappeared and uh it's a, a new pattern that's happening in june sometime that's not relationship healing it's relationship expansion oh, and I was yeah. like oh. I was like yeah yeah I was like that sounds <laughs> like, great. right I was like that sounds great yeah you know because also like the like I was saying like these unrequited situations that I had or whatever like normally like my mo and in, in old Roxanne would be like this person, they are gone. They are wrong. You know, and yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, in my in my realm, they're canceled. I'll see you later. But I'm, you know, in this new place of being like, this is a human being. You know, and like, right. uh, and uh, we were, you know, attracted in the beginning, and they are lovely. It just, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, exactly. But um, just had like some real abandonment issues there. But like, um, but then it changed also. Like, it changed like my destiny path. Like in the pattern, which is like before, it was like literally all focused around relationships or it was like your your focus is on uh partnership and collaboration. And then it changed from that to finding your sacred work. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm <laughs> fucking I'm in line with that, you yeah, know? Yeah. Stuff that hits then, way
0: harder. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Like so much harder and it feels way cooler. Yeah. Like I don't want my fucking destiny to be all about partnership. Like Jesus.
0: Yeah. But like but and you, then it also changed. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, but you, but you probably did need a period where you were focusing on changing yes. that part of yourself.
1: So yes. You get
0: all that heavy information and then you switch yeah. it. And now it's where you actually and, want to be. <laughs> right.
1: But then it also changed my um, like, like the things that like that I require like in a partnership or whatever, which it changed from this one that sounded, it just sounds, it just sounds like codependency. It just is like, it's like you, require a partner that claims you you know it is monogamous and they have you and they are you know confident in it and i was always like yes that's exactly what i need i was like i if i i I am anxious you know i need to know that you are with me you know and it changed literally to something like um you're like like the 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 things i'm into are like you know unique quirky people (laughs) 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 actually yeah (laughs) exactly with a focus on autonomy and like you know working together you know to um achieve your goals you know what yeah, I mean? yeah interdependence
0: instead of codependence yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and oh, then yeah. like claiming such a harsh word too. isn't it it's like you <laughs> to be claimed and i was like jesus what is this like that's that's patriarchal talk you know but like um it was just funny because then like you know i posted about it on instagram on my story i was like can you fucking believe this i was like this changed and i had like three people like literally message me and they're just like they're like was that a mistake or did you fucking hop timelines and I was like I didn't even think of that like because like <laughs> oh, hopping yeah. timelines and stuff is not something that I've um really thought about or aligned with um until um until I went and hung out with Jessa and um in Nashville and Lacey Freed do you know Lacey?
0: I know her podcast
1: yeah 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 it's so or good pod, yeah like, yeah she's good Lacey did a um a, a healing session on me like randomly like while we were there and uh it was like a cupping session and like oh my god it was like this incredible weird crazy like timeline hopping thing that had to do with like daddy issues that I didn't know I had and like um oh my god I'll just you can even edit this out if you want to out of there because it's like not really too long of a story but it might be divergent. oh my god dude it was like insane we were like uh in this room she was doing cupping on me and um you don't have to edit it out either by the way I'm just saying okay that cool. if it's yeah or whatever um she's doing cupping on me and uh is just asking me certain things like I'm, I'm tender on this one side of my body or whatever and she was just like she's like oh do you talk to your dad and I was like yeah I love my dad and she was just like hmm she's like well we're going to explore that, you know, and like go into this, you know, cause like my response was just like, of course, you know, I love my dad, you know, everything's great. I'm like, no, Noth- nothing's wrong ever, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she had like, there were two other uh, people with us in the room, um, uh, two men and she had uh, one of them at my feet, just kind of like holding my feet. And the other one was at my head, uh, just kind of holding my head, you know? And, uh, nate who was at my feet just started like massaging my feet and it was really lovely like it it was really kind of like just centering and i I just felt like i was having i was like like at a spa you know what i mean i was just like i got somebody cupping me somebody's massaging my feet and then like jordan was at my head and he was like massaging my head and i was just like this is fantastic i'm like what the fuck is going on and then um she started to talk some more about like um like just masculine energy stuff, you know? And like, she's like, you know, are you very defensive, you know, um, to like your friends, you know, and like, are you there and loyal? And, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like hundred percent, you know, like, uh, just like weird things like that, whatever. Um, she gets done. It was like an amazing experience. I'm, I feel just kind of otherworldly, you know, I go to bed, I wake up the next morning, I come downstairs and I'm talking to them. And I had like this fucking like memory come up where I was like, wait a minute I was like I'm having like this really weird moment where I'm remembering being like fucking a like I had to I had to have been like three years old three or four years old or something like that because my parents divorced when I was four I think Mm -hmm. and my sister and I shared a room and I remember my sister and I having a conversation with my dad when we were like I must have been like 28 or something like that and we were like talking about something we were talking about something tender in general like I think my grandpa just died my dad was in a tender spot um he started to cry at this point you know he was talking about his brother and like so we were just in a tender moment and like I'm a cancer moon you know so I'm just very like oh god I gotta like reel this in you know and like make sure everybody feels okay and like I was just like oh dad I was like remember when Rachel and I like shared a room together um uh you used to come in and you would like uh before we go, we'd go to bed like you'd massage our feet you know and he was just like and Rachel my sister was like yeah remember when you used to do that like it was so nice you know you'd like you'd scratch our head and, you know you'd massage our feet and my dad was like what he's like he's like I never did that and my sister and I were like what <laughs> like, like what are you talking about and he's like he's like oh, he's like that's he's like also that's just weird he's like what what parent does that and he's like who does that <laughs> and my sister and I were just kind of like we just had like a feeling where we were like oh we feel uncomfortable now like what was that you know yeah yeah and I look at my sister and I was like, I was like, was that a ghost? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've never had like any ghosty experiences in my life. You know what I mean? So like, I'm, I was just kind of like, I was like, we were both just like, let's just not talk about that again, you know? Yeah, and, like, yeah. <laughs> and then, so like, I'm in, you know, in in Nashville and I'm talking to Lacey and she's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm like, do you think that we like did a like timeline hop there? And like, cause you were talking about my dad. And issues, you know, there and I was like, I don't really know if that existed, you know. And then like, you know, you had Jordan at or I mean Nate at my feet and Jordan at my head. And I was like, and that felt a lot like what I felt when I was like three, you know. And then I, you know, eventually come to learn uh more about Lacey and like that's like the work she does, you know, she does work that is to do with um like your inner child work, you know, or or like going back in time and remembering those things and like nurturing that child. Only she did that. And I didn't know that's what was, what her like magic power was, you know, that's that's what her gift is, you know? And I mean, that has like tripped me out since because like the amount of unfolding that has come from like learning that like my dad hasn't outright done anything like, you know, abusive to me at all you know what I mean like just just decisions that people that young parents make you know where they're just you know maybe they they got a divorce you know and then I didn't see my dad for a long time and that affected me you know and it did a thing you know and but I don't hold it against them or anything like that you know it's just a thing that happened and like and it was just like some necessary healing that needed to happen in my life to open me, open to open my codependency, and like and like take it away because like there is severe abandonment issues there, but I just didn't know where they came from because like there wasn't an event, you know what I mean? It right, was like, right. It was just like a thing. It was a very subtle effect, you know. Yeah, yeah. It all changed, and it's just been unfolding this entire year, and I'm just like, what? Isn't that wild? That is
0: super wild. Yeah, yeah. That's like some. <laughs> That that reminds me of like not only time ho- timeline hopping but like the fact that Rachel experienced it too is
1: I know what I'm like but but because my sister's not too woo you know I'm too scared to share that story with her
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that is but it's wild that you experience like
0: it makes me feel like. You took the experience. I mean, maybe this is exactly what you were saying. But what, what, like the experience you were having that you were enjoying at this, like this pampering feeling. You were just like projecting it back to you and your sister in the past in some way, and like making yourselves feel more nurtured in the in that time when you needed it.
1: Yes, yes. And I mean, I just think that it speaks so on so many different levels too, where it's like the personal work that you do the same thing that Ram Dass said, you know, like the best thing I can do for you is work on myself. Yeah, Like that just like is blowing my mind right now where I'm just kind of like, Oh, it also affects you. Right. Right. You know, in a way that you might not even know Yeah, because like that's straight up, that's straight up changing my auric field and putting it into the fucking grid, you know, and like transmitting that to my sister that lives in a different state. You know what I mean? But like, um, but I can't speak for her experience, obviously, you know, but like, can we, I'm seeing it? Dang. That yeah. is like doing something like, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah,
0: I don't know that <laughs> there, there's no like, God, that, that reminds me of a thing that like, so, uh, when I started telling this, isn't like a timeline hop thing, but sure. this is like a, just a weird parent story. I don't know why this popped into my head right now, but, uh, I, when you started showing me channelers, I got really into them. Then when I got my message meditating that I, that I told you about, I told my mom about that. And I was like wondering like, you know, is she going to think I'm insane? Yeah. And she was like, no, I've heard, I've heard voices before. And I was like, what, really? Like you're like super, like, she's not super <laughs> conservative anymore, but growing up, she was like super conservative Christian. And like, I mean, she grew up Seventh-day Adventist, too. Like, more of her life, way more of her life was spent in that church than mine. Uh, But, yeah, she was, like, she was, I mean, to sum it up, my first stepfather was, like, extremely abusive physically, emotionally, Mm -hmm. every way you can imagine. Uh, This is actually a pretty dark story, so (laughs) I hope it doesn't bring everything down. It's totally fine. Like, I'm, but it's, so... She was cleaning the house one day, and she had been asked to hold her neighbor's, like, pistol. She had a gun that she needed, like, my mom to hold for a while. Oh, uh, I think that's how the, I, how it came into her possession. Uh, but she was cleaning the house one day. She was cleaning the, um, her bedroom, and she, like, opened the drawer where the gun was. And she heard, like, she got this impression. She said she didn't hear it. It was, like, a thought popped into her head. And it was, like, hide the gun. And mm. she was, like, what do, you, what do you mean it's hidden? This is its spot. This is where it goes. So yeah. she, like, put it, you know, she cleaned around it, put it back, like, you know, went and started cleaning more of the room. And then got it again stronger, like, more in the front of her, like, you need to hide the gun. And she was like, why do I keep getting this? Like, what the hell is this thing? Like, I, I like it's hidden. What are you talking about? So she keeps cleaning and ignoring it. And then she heard a physical voice in the room shout at her, hide the gun. <laughs> and she was like, okay, okay. She like went and she got it and she took it back next to her to her neighbor. And she's like, I can't have this anymore. I need it out of my house. I don't know why I feel like. I, like, she's just like, I, I don't know what this is, but I, I don't need to have it here for some reason. Yeah. Uh, my So later on in the day, my stepdad comes home drunk, pissed off, in, like, a terrible mood, runs straight to the back room, and opens the drawer where the gun was looking for it.
1: Are you fucking kidding me? And,
0: like, yeah, like, was straight up, like, about to murder us. <laughs> like, I, it's dark as hell. But seriously, like... <laughs> Like, saved our lives. This voice she heard, like, saved mine and her's life, and my little sister's life.
1: That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Absolutely insane. I love it. I feel like moms are so special. Like, <laughs> I know. Get-
0: the, the thing is that she, like, she's like, oh, I heard that voice again, and it told me to leave him, but it was at a time when I wasn't comfortable with doing it, so I didn't do it, and I've never heard the voice again since. And I was yeah, like, and then, like,
1: ah! <laughs> like- <laughs> and then, but then also it's like, you know, I feel like sometimes moms are like that, where they'll be like, yeah i heard a voice and you're like what yeah like, you didn't think that was ever like a fun thing to fucking talk about like right are yeah
0: you
1: me? like yeah, my I, mom i'm hearing this at 32 you're telling me this like <laughs> god yeah because there's probably so much like fucking like past life trauma of being you know like fucking burned at the stake for hearing voices you know and right, like right all that kind of shit or whatever but i mean like, even my mom this yeah. life,
0: even this life trauma from like the the way she was raised, you know, like if she were like that's something I've been yeah. reckoning with a lot lately specifically is like sure. what what is supposed to be normal, what is supposed yeah. to be seen. And I feel like all school is is limits, like the only things that we're supposed to learn in our life is limits. And that's why, I mean, even in spiritual teachings, when I hear somebody talk about limits, I'm like, but maybe, like maybe now's the time when there aren't any, maybe now's the time when we can move beyond all of this, but sorry, you can go
1: ahead. No, you you're fine. Like I, there's actually, I remember Chari, one, uh, uh, Chari who came before Daji yeah. um, had said something to Christine before that always like really resonated with me about limitations. Uh, he said something, uh, I think, I'm probably going to get it relatively wrong but I'll just tell you how would I think about it. <laughs> okay. There's something about like somebody saying like, "Oh yeah, you know, I meditated and there's like a door, you know, and like I I doors are opening everywhere." And then he had said something along the lines of like um where there is a door, there is a structure and where there's a structure, there's a limitation. I don't know. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. <laughs> but uh, or where there's a structure there's a door and yeah it's just it was just saying it's just kind of like it's 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 all like it's all there for you you know yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have to have a door it's like it's just it's yeah your own limitations. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah um i was just gonna mention one thing about my mom um who had recently told me like before i went before i moved to la um which was in 2018 uh she <laughs> like it's so fucking nuts like she's yeah, she's Catholic, but she's such a witch. She's so woo. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, she has fucking only, only has lucid dreams. She only, really? like, yeah, she only, she's always like, I was in my dream. And then I decided that I was like, oh, I'm in my dream. I'm going to contact my father who's dead, you know? And like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, come on. You think my tarot cards are fucking, you know? Scary? Right. You're talking to dead people. Like, Jesus. But, um, she uh started to have like this uh she she goes on like a walk every morning where she walks to like this little lake by her house and um it, you know it's just like metro parks or whatever and like uh and she'll she she says she does her prayerful meditation at the um at the lake okay. <laughs> and then she walks back you know and then like does whatever and um uh so she said that she was doing this this one time and that she uh started to see like she said she start she saw a light and uh she said it was like a blue orb <laughs> Familiar and to anybody who's ever listened and, to
0: any jessa reed
1: <laughs> i'm like so she said there was a blue orb and then she just like started to like you know just be like oh, i don't know what that was you know and then she walked home and um and then it reappeared thing with my mom though is that like uh she's had brain surgery before she's had um okay had two brain aneurysms and oh. uh oh but they, they caught them before they burst because she happened to, like, hit her head on a ladder and, like, going into an attic and then was just checking to make sure that she didn't have a concussion or whatever, and and they found that they, that she had a weakness in one of her blood vessels, and they are like, holy shit, this is an aneurysm that you've been living with for a long time, and now we have to do brain surgeries. Isn't that fucking nuts? Yeah, that's but, super um, wild. I know. Uh, but then, so she gets home after her walk and seeing the orb and then she was just like, Oh, I wonder what that was, you know? Um, I hope I'm not like having like some sort of a weird brain thing, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, she's, and then she said that, that all of a sudden the orb came back again. And then it was just this thing that like just dropped in front of her, like just very, like, she's like, it was just very gentle and just like hovering. And she was like, okay. Um, and she said that she's, she's like checking into herself. She's like, I'm not scared. She's like, I feel kind of nice, you yeah. know? And I feel like this is a good thing, but also I'm just very skeptical about my mental well-being right now because I've had surgery on my brain. Yeah, you know? definitely. I've got, she's got metal in her in her head, you know what I mean? And she's got, you know, these things, but she's pretty lucky that she, like with this uh, surgery, she didn't really have much happen to her except she developed anxiety and uh, can't drive on highways, you know? And yeah. like, uh, but uh, so she started to like, experiment with it and play with it and she was like you know closing her eyes for a long time you know she's like I don't see anything with my eyes closed you know and then she'd open her eyes again and it was still there and she was just like okay and then um she you know was doing all this stuff just kind of like walking around it and she said she could walk around it you know and she was just like uh she's like okay I'm gonna close my eyes again and I'm gonna stand in front of a mirror you know and I'm gonna walk in front of this thing and if, if I can see it in the mirror I'm gonna you know, I'm going to, I don't know what to think if I can see it in the mirror, you know, (laughs) like, and she did that. She closed her eyes and then she looked in the mirror and she said she could see it behind her in the mirror. And I was just like, she was telling me this. And that was right around the time that I just started watching like interviews with extra dimensionals and somebody was just talking about blue orbs coming into the eyes. I, i I'm like, like like after my mom told me the story, I'm like screenshotting this thing with like my iPhone. I'm just like I have to record it. Then I sent it to my mom, and I send it to her, and she's just like, "Oh, very cool, dear." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. And that, like, that's that's a very common near-death experience thing too. Is right. Blue orbs, yeah. Like I yeah. mean, it's it's either like white orbs, but like sometimes they're blue. Different people see different things, but but yeah, blue is very common. Like it's yeah. that's that's something. And
1: it's, she, when I when I talk to her on the phone, every once in a while she'll be like, "I still have my orb friend." What the fuck, man? It's, still, it's,
0: still, it's around all the time. Dude, we my partner has been seeing. Well, we we both have been seeing lights and weird like orbs in the house. Oh,
2: cool.
0: Uh, but she specifically has been seeing. There's two different nights that she has seen, uh, dark gray orbs, and they're oh like. My. There's, like, one one night it was, like, floating between us as we were falling asleep. And then the next next time she saw it, it was, like, again, we were about to go to bed. But it was, like, up in the corner of our room. Uh, and both times she just didn't say anything about it. And then we went to sleep. And both of those nights I had really insane lucid dreams where yeah. I was, like, uh like the one the one night I was had this dream where I was like in a stadium with a lot of people and I was with some woman that I don't really know. And like, I don't know, something happened where we were ended up sitting across from each other and looking at each other. And then I started to kind of fade out of the dream and I heard Jessa Reed's voice in my head. And the words that she said were, uh, it was just like, it was literally like she, I was, because I was listening to a lot of the podcasts at the time. Yeah. And it was like, I heard the words, we were sitting in your room talking about full body apparitions and that's like, it stopped there because I immediately knew, like I had an image in my head of what the room was and like the whole scene that she was describing. But I also knew immediately when she said that, like, Oh, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming right now. This isn't real. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I started to realize like, okay, well, I think I'm sinking in my chair, but I'm actually just laying down in my bed. So I start to try to wake up out of that and I go to open my eyes and I'm just in a white space, like a completely white space. And my Whoa. body is vibrating like crazy, mostly yeah. from like the chest down, but like a little bit of like all over, I can feel it all over really intense. And I say, who's there? And this image of like, it was like a shadow silhouette, but not like a solid shadow. It was like a seat. I can't even describe it. It was like literally yeah. like some crazy computer effect. It was like it had an outline to it, but I could see the white through it still, but it was yeah. a being that came out with its arms like raised up, but like kind of almost in like crucifix pose, like kind of, oh, no. uh, and it was like at my waist and then another being, or just the mirror image of that being came and like met hands and it was like an archway above me. And Then my body started vibrating really intensely and then all of it faded away and I was just in my room. And then I woke up and told Rain about it and she was like, oh yeah, there was an orb floating like right next to your head when you fell asleep last night. (laughs) And I woke up and it was like three in the morning. It was like right at three in the morning when I woke up. Uh, And then the next time it happened, I had another dream where I go to open a door because there's like a hooded figure on the outside of this like window door that we have in our living room. And... As I open the door, I realized I'm dreaming, because something about opening doors always triggers me that I'm dreaming. Uh, and then yeah. the hooded figure morphed into my partner, Rain, and I was like, oh, it's you. I took her hood off, and I like was like, I love you very much. Uh, I was like, I'm dreaming right now. Do you want to look for a UFO? <laughs> and so I looked for a UFO, and there wasn't one, because the sky was too gray. But then I started getting sucked up into the sky. And she disappeared and it was just me floating through the clouds and I start to hear a voice tell me I'm sorry. We had to leave you behind and I was like you left me behind and then I just started repeating it in my head like you left me behind you left me behind (laughs) Like I just kept saying it a million different ways in my head like you left me behind What does this mean and then I woke up again coming I was like not in the white space, I was like coming out of it and my body yeah. again from the chest down just vibrating like crazy. And then I looked at the clock, it was three in the morning again. And she was like, I saw a gray orb again last night right before you went to bed. Wanna uh, like, like, like- tell me when
1: you
2: see these? Yeah,
0: let's, <laughs> let's like coordinate this. Uh yeah. And then but she had another dream right after that she saw a UFO. And she woke up with the exact same body feeling, like vibrating in her chest all the way down, like mostly on the lower part of her body. Yeah. And like she woke up and it was three in the morning. So like so, something fucked up's happening and we're seeing a lot of orbs, but it, it doesn't feel sinister at all.
1: It feels. I was going to say, does it feel okay? No, like it, it feels, feels great.
0: Scary? Yeah, it's fine. I just want to know. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, what, yeah, what's yeah. happening? Tell me more. <laughs> like. Ooh, yeah, just yeah. Curious about that, yeah. yeah. And it's got like it's got me more into the CE five shit. I want to go more down that road. Like that Yay. that documentary was amazing. But then I got on UFO Twitter recently, and that shit. I don't know if you've been on there. It is a no. shit show. People do not like Stephen Greer on there. <laughs> oh really? Well, yeah. Because I, I remember I remember the first time when I, I was like really into UFOs for a while. Like just kind of peripherally. Like anytime I heard something about it, I would engage, but not like it wasn't something I researched all the time. Uh, and I remember the first time somebody proposed to me that instead of nuts and bolts, UFOs like craft, what we were seeing was dimensional travelers who were maybe not yeah. even in ships. They could just be projecting their spirit through or be something from another dimension. And, yeah. like, you know, I remember hearing these concepts that Stephen Greer kind of pushes now and the other people i don't you know right who ryan bledsoe is if you ever listened to him oh dude he's got a really crazy story you should look in okay. the the bledsoe family well, I, I
1: remember yeah i remember hearing greer talk about that though for sure yeah, yeah.
0: dude that shit like his dad has seen like this like woman that has given him all this information about like the return right. of, like the age of you know the the feminine the divine right. feminine and stuff it's really wild it's it's fucking cool I'll stuff but like both these people are both out here pushing like the spiritual narrative and both of them are kind of like if anybody's telling you to be afraid Don't buy that shit. But I remember the first time I heard that, like several years ago, I was like, nah, man, I want it to be, I want it to be graves. I want it to be aliens pushing buttons in a ship. I want, I want that. That's what I want. Uh, But then the more you look into it, the more it's kind of like, probably, probably maybe sometimes, but probably not most of the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like I I almost feel like the, you know, seeing things in a, in a third dimensional way is just it's that's through our, fil- our filter you know and right. it is real it is real to them for sure but i do think that it is this and it is also that it is also dimensional shit, you know what i mean And we don't know what that looks like because it doesn't materially exist you right, know so it right. only manifests as what this vessel like fucking knows you know exactly and and
0: whatever what we know what our brain like does is put filters on things to make things make sense so it's like the intellect can't can't even trust what you're seeing half the time you know like it's yeah so who knows but yeah yeah. oh fuck well (laughs) yeah it's almost 10 o'clock now yeah (laughs) yeah, i know i'm like i have to pee (laughs) okay i'm sorry for keeping you so much um no not at all this has been fun yeah so yeah this has been a blast thank you so much um The I guess the last thing I could say is do you have anything you wanna close on? And do you have any plugs, anything you want people to find you anywhere you wanna go? Sure. Um nothing really to
1: close on. Uh yeah, no, nothing yeah. Um but if uh yeah, I mean if people wanna find me, I guess Instagram's the best way and that's where all my um music is and stuff. It's just roxanne.starnick, Just like it sounds. <laughs> s-t-a-r-n-i-k and uh that's everything (laughs) awesome yeah i'll
0: i'll I'll collect links and put them wherever i post this as well for people to get a hold of you because your music is wonderful we didn't even touch on that hardly at all but yeah your music's wonderful your live shows on instagram streams are wonderful every time i've ever seen you perform it's been a party so uh, i would highly recommend people check your stuff out as well but Hmm. yeah Thanks so much for talking to me and for yeah. being a fellow seeker with me and
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Pointing out the doors to go yeah. through, you know, I've been, I appreciate it so much. Just,
1: we should probably have like a phone call every once in a while, because we obviously had a lot to catch up on and like, just talk about. Yeah, you know?
0: absolutely. Yeah. This is wonderful. Yeah. Like I don't even know how much of this is going to be in the podcast for sure, right. but yeah, yeah, there's so you. much of this yeah. that was just like, I really enjoyed the hell out of this conversation. This yeah, is so good. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, totally. All right, Steve, I'll talk to you later.
0: Awesome, Roxanne. Have a good one. I'll talk you to you later. Like